0: Welcome to Middle School Mayhem, surviving your kid's awkward years. If you're a middle school parent looking for practical tips and advice on raising your preteen or teenager, you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Bill Renner, and I'm here to guide you through the ups and downs of parenting during these challenging and exciting years. Each week, we'll explore a different topic related to middle school, from communication and discipline to mental health and academic success. I'll share my own experiences, not only as a principal, but my other favorite title dad, as well as insights from experts and other parents who have been through it all. So, if you're ready not only to survive, but thrive through your kids' awkward years with grace, humor, and honesty, join me for Middle School Mayhem. Today's episode is all about what it's like to be a middle schooler these days. And what you'll get from today is coming to grips with your experience was yours and not your child's. Also, how to deal with the flood of emotions, working through social awkwardness. What about academic challenges? And let's address and talk about risk-taking behaviors. Middle school is a transitional stage in a person's life, and it can be a challenging time for many students. During this stage, individuals are faced with a variety of new experiences, including physical and emotional changes, as well as social and academic pressures. It's important to remember that these behaviors are a normal part of middle school development, and that students often grow and mature beyond them as they move into high school. Well... How do you like it is a question that I'm frequently asked. The question is focused due to the fact that the majority of my career has been focused on early childhood education. With anything new, there is a phase of transition and adjustment as you try to learn the ropes. As the days continue to march on throughout the year, learning occurs. Understanding develops and bigger picture is developed. I was like a sponge soaking everything in from the location of lockers or which classroom was on the first floor or the second. And what do I do to get schedule changed? The first few months were tricky as I navigated the new world of middle school and with each day, much like riding a bike without training wheels for the first time. Rest assured, I needed time to figure things out and you and your student will need the same grace. As we work together, we'll hold each other up and provide supports as we continue to discover the mysteries of middle school. One of the challenges that teachers face is that everyone has been through school and everyone believes that they know. I will have to say, it's much different when you're on the other side of that desk. The other experiences we work through as middle schoolers were much different than today's middle schoolers. One example is tech. These students are in middle school. They don't know what it's like not to have tech at their fingertips. They don't know what it's like to call with a corded phone that stretched as far as possible into another room to have a conversation or dial up internet. Once you were home, the outside world was cut off with the exception of the kids who lived around you. The drama was also left on Tuesday and usually forgotten by Wednesday morning. So let's talk about the academic challenges. Welcome to the big leagues as mentioned before academics are taking form and possibly having lasting effects on your student as far as academics so now is the time to harness their organizational skills and solidify their study habits if you haven't spent time developing these skills yet with your student it's not too late as a former student's family asked me when do you start teaching shoe tying my response was you can start today And it's never too late to get started. I've seen a variety of organizational techniques used, including colored folders and notebook system, or accordion style organizers and digital forms too. The challenge is, as you already know, it's not one thing to have great expectations and a system in place. It's another to put it into action and to revisit it to make sure it works by making tweaks along the way to fit the needs of your student. Not too many years ago, you heard a teacher say, remember to read 20 minutes a night, right? It wasn't about reading 20 minutes a night because things were so riveting. It was about developing routines and study habits to help your student develop reading skills and those habits that would become second nature by now. You'll want to find a system that works for your student and your family to help create a support your student as a learner. Setting boundaries up around what the learning environment looks like at home by removing distractions and providing check-ins. Remember, you don't have to be an expert at the new math style. Just a presence to help guide the learning process and provide insight into problem solving. Asking questions such as, What makes you say that? And tell me more about how you got that answer. These are clever questioning techniques that help eliminate the battle between parents and their children The key to success in the future is what you choose to do now and the expectations you set for your student. It's going to be imperative that you help monitor your student's time as well. This is the reason why we have a bell system in the school. It's to indicate the start and the ending time of class and the start and the ending time of school. If those don't help, well, we have truancy letters. That should do it but here's a trick that I use when I'm working on a project or writing or creating my workflow. It's relatively simple, almost too simple, but I'd be willing to bet you have the same thing nearby. It's a timer. I mean, we wouldn't dare forget to set the cooking timer when we're baking, would we? Or when we're using a GPS to give us options of which path to take the fastest route with regard to time. So let me explain a bit more. When answering emails, for instance, you can imagine I receive quite a few. To help manage this, I answer my emails a few times a day, and each time I set a timer for a designated amount of time. Once the timer goes off, I'm done, and I move on to my next task that's in my calendar. I found I can stay on task, I can focus, and I can complete far more without a timer. We fill the time that we are given, and that's also known as the Parkinson's law the amount of work expands to fill the time available for its completion. Means that if you give yourself a week to complete a two hour task, then psychologically speaking, the task will increase in complexity and become more daunting so as to fill that week. It may not even fill the extra time with more work, but just stress and tension about having to get it done. This is also why we're able to complete a project with the speed of light when deadline is approaching right around the corner. Another note about academics, you'll need to assist your student with all of the above mentioned items. It's new and challenging and like anything new, our brains search for familiarity and the previous experience. So because there is such new, coupled with changes in their body, their minds, and social and emotional, you need to guide them on their journey. Think of you as bumpers in a game of bowling when that ball keep it in bounds as it's headed toward the target. The stakes are higher than ever with academics. The requirements have changed dramatically for high school graduation, which does trickle down to the middle school level. We now offer classes that have high school credit classes, however, we haven't experienced the workload as our students are now. The pressures that we self included, extend to our students is something we didn't have, or maybe have so many avenues. Something we did have were the social pressures, of trying to fit in, and the anguish of trying out for a sports team and wondering if I'll be able to grow a mustache. There are so many similarities which are compounded because of the interconnectedness and the fear of missing out, which leads us into emotions. It was the first day of school. My wife says, I can't wait to see how you handle this. Handle what? I said. She said, oh, the range of emotions you're about to walk into. And I quickly discovered what she was referring to day number one. And after a few days, it hit me. Middle schoolers are still developing their emotional regulation skills and may experience sudden mood swings, intense feelings, and outbursts. It sounded more like a disclaimer, but this was my new life, and helping these emotional beings sort out their feelings was part of my responsibility. It was now my job to hear them out and provide options, whether we discussed grades and how they wanted the deputy to escort them home because they're sure their parents would not be too happy, or how the class they wanted to be switched out of because they just didn't like it, to having conversations about cramping or why they couldn't wear certain clothing and how I'm so unfair and it was a dumb decision. My major challenge on any given day is working through the emotional toll that these energetic students bring. So here's a word of advice. Just be there, just be near, just be present. Maximize the time that you have with your son or your daughter and pose questions back to them by acknowledging their feelings. Honestly, I struggle with this. As a principal, one of my responsibilities is to problem-solve many things that come across my desk, whether it's with staff, students, or families. And at times, it's difficult for me to shut that off when I go home and my wife or my boys pose a question or share what's frustrating them. Rather than going on in solving mode, I need to listen and show my support with my time and attention rather than trying to solve the world's problems against my family. This is difficult, but over time, it can be done. And sometimes, you just need to be present. Next up is social awkwardness. Many students in middle school experience social awkwardness which can manifest as shyness, insecurity, or difficulty fitting in with peers. Will my son or daughter fit in? That's our biggest concern, right? When it's their own experience comes racing back of how students were treated when we were in school. We all remember the days when students who looked different, acted different, or had unique personalities and interests were seen as outsiders. We may even say, we just don't want our students to hang out with these types of students. Just remember, our bodies are a hanger for our clothes. Our lives are all different and our experiences are as well, which makes us one collective group of diverse learners and a micro slice of our community. I can help make connections between students and also connect your student with resources and additional support personnel that we can offer, such as counselors and wellness coordinators. And rest assured that each student that walks through the doorway is welcome, no matter how socially awkward they may seem. As I tell the staff, these students are on someone's mantle. We might not agree with the level of engagement and decisions that some families make, but we agree that we have a place for them here no matter how unique they might be. They will find their people and they will make connections. Lastly, let's talk about risk-taking behaviors. Now I'm not referring to tackling a new jump on the slopes or a skateboard trick. I mean, those do come with the territory. Just know that adolescents are known for taking risks and middle school students are no exception. This can include experimenting with drugs or alcohol engaging in dangerous activities or engaging in risky sexual behavior yes i said it drugs alcohol and sexual behavior in middle school you might think not my child and i hope that's the case however i've had many conversations with families about these topics and usually if we're talking about it it's because there's been some discipline attached not in all cases but a majority So how do you prepare your child for the world? And how do you work with others whose families have different expectations than yours? It's actually quite simple. Just be present. TikTok challenges are all the latest form of entertainment. So will your child participate in one of these? Once again, hopefully not. And you may say, my child doesn't even have the app. Well, good for you. The challenge becomes about 90% of other students do. Yes, that number is fictitious, but I'd be willing to believe I'm not far off. And if it's not TikTok, it's another social media outlet, constantly running, nabbing our attention, stealing our time, all hoping to become the next internet star. Well, Bill, what do you want me to do? Take their phone away or remove the app? Once again, you're the parent. You have to make the decisions. You have to make the choices. But I would say that's a pretty good starting point. Others have told me, well, we can't protect them forever. This is true. However, until you've set some ground rules about what is allowed for you and what is not allowed for you and your family, along with the school rules, this might be the best idea. And once you've set firm boundaries, continue to monitor and observe, spot check their phones and have healthy conversations, which usually go better before you're in the heat of the moment. There are also filters and parental controls that you can set and manage too. Once again, it's not about not trusting them. It's about setting healthy boundaries, reducing the risky type behaviors, and talking about what's out there in the world and where your student can go and connect with someone to talk this through. It's homework time. I try to tell you things are different than when we were in school, and I say thank goodness for that. We have to adapt, and we need to change with the times. More importantly, we need to band together and openly share with each other for the sake of all things good. Be present when the flood of emotions comes over your student. Stand strong and stand together. Talk things through and address the matter that best fits your family. When dealing with social stuff, be inquisitive and ask your student questions about their crew, who they're hanging out with. Like, who did you eat with today? Who did you sit next to in, cl- in whichever class? What didn't go as hope today? Once again, asking carefully worded questions will help you give an insight to their world and how they view things. Find an organizational system that works best for your student, not you, your student. Whether it's colored folders or notebooks, a numbering system, or find something that will help your student thrive on staying organized and maximizing their time. Use the progress reports and report cards as indicators for how your student is doing. And for risky type behaviors, discuss what's happening with their group of friends. Don't only discuss what's happening, role play the situation if appropriate and use words. I wonder what you would do in that situation what would you do if so-and-so offered you research supports having discussions that are scenario-based really have a long-lasting impression rather than just sitting and getting which is still helpful by the way when all else fails go back to something that was around when you experienced middle school a phone call us Ask us and let's chat. The teachers, the resource officer, the counselors are all around. And remember, I'm here too, along with the office specialist. So remember this, you're not a distraction from the most important work. Your student thriving is the most important work and the conversations are all confidential. Remember, parenting is filled with constant learning and growth, and it's okay to make mistakes along the way. As you continue on your parenting journey, I encourage you to stay open-minded, curious, and compassionate, both towards yourself and your children. As you navigate the challenges of middle school, remember, you're not alone. We're here to help you and your student thrive and succeed. Together, let's create a positive and nurturing environment for their growth. Thank you for taking the time to be a part of Middle School Mayhem. I'm your host, Bill Renner, reminding you to never underestimate the power of love, laughter, and the unwavering belief that you are making a difference. So, until we meet again, keep embracing the challenges with open hearts, finding strength in the journey, and cherishing awkward yet beautiful moments that come with raising extraordinary individuals.